everyone. Happy Mother's Day. It's just me again today. Saji and I tried to get together remotely or virtually on Friday to do this podcast. And we had a good 10, 12 minutes of talking and then poof, couldn't find, couldn't find the recording. So here I am at the end of a Mother's Day. I'm just going to give you a heads up for what to expect for this coming week of LIC1. Um, but first, my disclaimer, my views and opinions are my own. They know a reflect the views and opinions of the TCU and UNT Health Science Center School of Medicine. Um, I just realized when I was looking through this that I totally spaced on la the last LAC session. I didn't do any podcast and I didn't really miss not doing the podcast. Uh, so um, apologies um, to, to those who are looking for it. I'm sorry. Um, but here I am for uh, this week. Um, I, I just want to say thank you uh, to everyone for tolerating all the emails and um, essentially some 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 level of harassment to try to understand your precepting plans for next year. Um, uh, Whitney Lefevre, myself, um, hopefully also um, some IM representation are going to offer some Zoom check-ins on Wednesday, 19. The 19th of May at noontime and also Wednesday, the 26th of May at 530. There'll be like repeat sessions. If you can't make one, try to get the other just to kind of field your questions about uh, for phase one, two, three. And then um, certainly also to field any questions about assessments and stuff. Um, thank you. Also, I now have everyone's mid-year feedback and um, and I've been thinking a lot about the course. We only have six sessions left until the end. And so I've been trying to communicate with the students and also with you, you know, what do you really need to be able to do at the end of this? Every time there's a lot of stuff to do for each session. Every time you go to clinical skills, you're, you're picking up something new. It's sometimes hard to feel like you're getting a handle on any of it. And so um, the students are though, they just had another OSCE. They seem to be coming along nicely. Um, I had a chance to hang out with a, a, a student other than my, my regular student, um, that's a week or two ago. And we were talking about the cranial nerve exam and they said, oh yeah, I'm good. I just took my OSCE. I feel really great about it. And then I got to observe her doing a couple of those cranial nerve exams and was like, yes, I, th I think you, you are um, good for this skill. So um, it's nice to see the students have this confidence. And I think, you know, for, for most their, their, the progression is, is I think very good. Um, so when, when you think about where your student's at, you know, I want you to think about number one, can the student gather a history? You know, number two, can the student perform a basic physical exam by system? Uh, number three, can the student organize and present information in both written and oral formats? And finally, can the student, after, uh, synthesizing this subjective and objective data, can they make an assessment, identify the main issue um, think about some potential causes, you know, and begin to address it. So those are the big four that I think people, um, big picture, should be able to do um, at the end of my course. You know, of course, I have other aims. I, you know, want to kind of think about continuity. That's why the panel has started in this first year. And you want to think about empathic communication. And we want to think about, you know, being a care team member and how to engage your student as an authentic member of the care team for sure. But you know, just in the bare bones, what 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 are the hard skills the student needs to do to progress to phase two? They need to be able to do that stuff. So you know, uh, the flip side of that is, if you notice that you don't think your student's quite there, 
please don't hesitate to tell me. Um, I spent a lot of time yesterday, I reviewed 60 of their soap notes. And just to give you an idea of what I'm looking at in Canvas, you know, periodically, I asked them to, you know, to give me a note on a patient uh, that they saw with you. And so I want them to essentially understand how, what's subjective information, what's objective information. So I'm looking for in these notes, a chief concern, clearly identified, followed by a good HPI that has all the cardinal features of a new concern or some, some curiosity about chronic disease management, some descriptive um, language about um, kind of timing, control, things like that. Then, then um, even though I know this is not standard for problem-focused notes, I want them I'm pushing them to really think about a complete review of systems for, for these patients they encounter and strategies on how to obtain that information in a time efficient way. You just can't sit down and, you know, interview someone, um, um, you know, they'll take two hours for a complete review of systems. I understand that. So if they don't get to it, I also just, I want them to, you know, tell me what they would have asked so that they develop the script because they don't have the language yet to totally hypothesis test, but I, I want them to be aware of a bi-systems questioning. Um, so a chief concern, HPI, complete review of systems, and then I want a, an objective, which includes the vitals, their general impression. I really encourage them, and I hope you are too, now, you know, they've been well through cardiopulm. Listen to everybody's heart and lungs, please. You know, just get a good sense, you know, wield the stethoscope, gain some confidence with that. You know, I know futurists out there someday the stethoscope is, or is it is it quickly becoming obsolete? Perhaps, you know, if my kids go to med school, will they even wear that thing around their neck? No, they'll have their little ultrasound probe in their pocket. But until then, I want them to confidently and competently use that stethoscope. Um, so, you know, I, I am surprised a lot of times um, that they're, they're still not taking a stab at reporting on a cardiac exam. I really, and I let them know about it. Hey, I'm, sh I'm sure you're listening to the heart, right, um, for this patient. So um, just know that I'm also trying to nudge them in that direction. Um, and then finally, I want, you know, to see some attempt at assessment um, I'm not really harping too much on how correct it is, you know. I do want the things to match, though. Like, I, I want I want to be able to follow the story. I want them to make some connection. You know, I, I saw a note that was um, all about issue A, and then the, the only assessment was for, like, something out of left field, you know, issue B. And I just said, what? You know, you can't just bring it up, like, at the end here as your main assessment and not really talk about what you talked about in the narrative. So stuff like that I've been noticing. Um, and, and those are pretty much isolated events. I'd say for the most part, people, it has been nice to see their notes over time um, and see them have a great understanding of how to organize this information. So that's a big tangent to say, please, um, please, if you can also check out some of their writing and then also hear the stories and, and how they're organizing information. Because I think you know, it's probably a big reflection of, of how they're learning this stuff anyway. Um, okay, so next, uh, here's what you'll see in skills eval. Um, number one, I want them to demonstrate the ability to perform a neurologic exam with an emphasis on the cerebellar exam, gait, motor, sensory, and reflex of the lower extremities. Um, if you didn't get to a cranial nerve exam last time, got another chance this time. Um, number two, explain to the preceptor and document per site protocol the problem focuses focused history, objective findings, and it, with an emphasis on the neurologic exam, assessment, and plan for at least one patient clinic. Again, please um, have them present and write often. Number three, um, review and discuss results of your panel patient 
um, oh, review and discuss results for your panel patient with your preceptor, and then communicate these results to your panel patient. This is me just really trying to force a little bit of continuity here just to prompt people to get them more engaged with that. And then finally, interview your preceptor regarding their approach to communicating serious news with a focus on times when it went well and when it did not go well. I recognize you may not get to this, you know, a bridge too far, probably next year. I might cut some of these items out of there if I kind of think about the, the, the main stuff that we want to do. But I think that, you know, you've, you've probably already, people have already sort of had some of these conversations, I'm sure. For the pre-work, I, I pointed the students to a couple of um, resources that I, I sent out in the email. But one is, I love this Ariadne Labs. It's, it's a kind of a tool Gawande collaborative on um, several issues. And one of them is serious illness. Um, and they have this great serious illness conversation guide which I think is nice. And then um, there's just, you know, various quick uh, kind of reviews on um, how to discuss some um, serious news. And then, you know, some communication strategies around these things. Um, you know, when I talked about communicating results in general with my student last week, it was, it was, it was a nice opportunity to kind of discuss, you know, what should be the expectation for results? You know, I, I definitely have experienced no news is good news kind of culture. Um, in a couple organizations. And then, you know, back in Boston, Cambridge Health Alliance, it was very, it was the culture was very deliberate. No, me, I, the medical provider will communicate all results to patients. IHI actually says that no news is good news is actually an unsafe practice and that we should commit to patients to deliver all results and they should have the expectation to receive results, whether normal, abnormal, or in between. Um, and so we kind of talked about, Mm, things that we don't really talk about that much, or, and and um, and I and was was nice to do that last time. So hopefully this time we'll also get a chance, myself and my student, to talk about you know when when it's more difficult to give this news, when it's not just whew, we were looking for that, but it was okay. But rather, you know, um, would it be okay if we talked about these results and going from from there? So. Um, uh, I also, you know, just want to make a, a plug for, um, for engagement with panel and I'm um, hopefully helping them to brainstorm for opportunities to connect out, outside of your clinic. Um, uh, my LAC one student recently attended the colonoscopy of his panel patient. Um, I have to say with a non-TCU appointed um, preceptor, actually. And I thought, you know, it was, it was really great. Um, my student's credentialed at the facility where this colonoscopy took place. My student proactively called the clinic, the, the GI nurse, and said, would it be okay if they checked in with the provider? And, and then my student, you know, was able to just um, kind of directly observe, not be involved in the case, of course, but was just there. Um, and then, you know, my student is wanting to attend um now there are panel patients, some um, upcoming specialty appointments. So um, if that's not possible, it just might be good, you know, are they doing any chart review for the panel patient? It's been a long time since they've seen them. Well, maybe the student can talk to your nurse or your your, your team um, telling them, hey, you know, I'm gonna be in clinic next time here. I do, you know, does doctor, my preceptor have any openings on this time? I'd like to really see my panel patient on that time. So, so I just really wanna try to, um, you know, give a spark for more continuity if, if possible. Um, all right. I think that's about it. Thanks for hearing me today. Again, I'm sorry, I, I totally spaced on on the last episode, but um, 
um, we're rounding the bend, six more sessions left. Thank you so much. Please let me know if you have any questions or concerns. And again, happy Mother's Day.